Welcome to the Ion Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. Well, we're dodging the rain here at Rise Up Coffee over at Arnold, and today we're here with Brian Schmidt, who is the owner of Broadneck Home Inspections. How are you, man? Good. Thanks for having me, John. Good. Did I um get that right? You are the owner, the founder, yes. the uh, top dog, and <laughs> yeah, everything yeah, just, else. Just it. me. So I, I, I'm the one that goes out and does all the inspections, and I'm I'm the point of contact, and uh, I handle everything. So, well, what's really interesting about you is that you're not just the home inspector. Um, which is which is really kind of why we wanted to talk to you. And and we got sort of turned on because you've spoken at the home show, the Homeowners Expo, a couple of times. And actually, there is a Homeowners Expo coming up again. That's on September 30th and October 1st, Saturday and Sunday. And you're going to be speaking at that one as well, too, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. So I got uh, connected with Scott Smith that runs the expo shows. And um, he asked me to come out and uh, speak there. And uh, I did the first one. Scott was really happy with the results. We had quite a good crowd uh, the first time I did it. And I, I've done it uh, another time since then. And then I've got two lined up. I've got one on September 16th in Howard County. And then this, the second one's on the 30th uh, for, at uh, the, Down here at the Byzantium yeah, Center. Yeah, the Byzantium Center, yeah. Well, it is on September 30th, which is the Saturday, and it's at 11 a.m. And what are you going to be talking about? So what I do there is I uh, use a class that I um, typically teach to realtors for their continuing education, which is about – it's called What is a Home Inspection? And it kind of goes through uh, an, a broad overview of what I do uh, for a home inspection for the process, and it goes over all the different – parts of a home that I look at. Um, it explains that to everyone. Um, uh, it's gotten good response both as a as a continuing education class, but also as as a as a class during that show with and people ask a lot of questions. There's a lot of interaction and it, it's gone pretty well. Well so sounds sounds like it's a really valuable lesson if you will or a lesson plan to learn for somebody that is uh, you know a homeowner or even a renter. Uh, to know what's sort of going on with their home. And I mean, you seem to be the guy to be able to to sort of lay it all out there for them. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's a good it's 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 informative. That's what I try to be and just kind of make people think about, you know, you know, maybe that's, uh, you know, someplace that we're talking about as I'm going through the show that, that uh, maybe they haven't looked at their home in a long time and they they think, well, maybe I better, better look at that when I get home and, and see, or, or sometimes, sometimes they'll hire me to come and, and do an inspection because people are, you know, it's not just when they're buying a house. Sometimes it's people are aging in place and they're, they can't physically get to a lot of the places anymore. Maybe they can't get in their attic anymore. Interesting. They can't get in a crawl space anymore, and they want somebody to have some eyes on it. And so there's there's a lot of different reasons that we do home inspections. I mean, primarily for real estate transactions, but I do have people that want to do it before they renovate their home. For example, they might they might want to get an idea of what 
you know, what issues are priorities for repairs. They've, let's say they've got a budget in mind they want to spend and invest in their house and they want to prioritize the repairs. And so I, I come in and do that kind of thing for people too. Very cool. Well, I will encourage everybody to get to the Homeowners Expo. Again, that is September 30th and October 1st. And Ryan's um, presentation will be at 11 a.m. on that Saturday. So that's the September 30th. And uh, that's at the Byzantium Center on Reaver Road. It comes twice a year. So it's always a good chance to get in there and see a, a whole bunch of different vendors and different things to get pretty much anything you want for your inside or outside your home. So I do recommend uh, everybody check that out. But let's talk about your business, the Broadneck Home Inspections. Um, how long have you guys been around? So I started this in 2018. Um, I had previously been a contractor before that, and I was sort of kind of burnt out on basically babysitting other people. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, I'm going to do something that, uh, you know, only involves me, something less stressful than trying to manage a large number of people and tons of construction projects and that kind of Uh, thing. Well, there there is something to be said about making your own schedule. You wake up and say, okay, I'm going to do one, two, three, four, and that's yeah, the, that's yeah. I like only having to worry about me every day. I don't have to worry about where 10 other people are and trying to figure out that kind of stuff. Well, I know that, you know, with home inspections, obviously that is the the big thing when you buy a house. What all goes into a home inspection? So for uh, – And I know that you can't go into this because we don't have enough time because yeah, the manual be that, you, huge that list. you produce right. is- Yeah, yeah. So – um, generally, it's what we call a visual, non-intrusive inspection of the home. So we do everything starting with the – so my process, I typically start at the exterior. I do a 360-degree walk around the property looking at all the exterior elements, windows, doors, siding, uh, and then um, your AC condenser, your um, various different components of the house that are on the exterior first. Um, then I usually move to the roof, which I might actually get on in person or use my one of my drones to, to get up there and take a look at it. I guess drones are awesome for Yeah, uh, drones are awesome. Now. Yeah, yeah. For for anything that um, is not safely walkable or super high, um, as long as it's in a place that's not flight restricted. Um, right. Uh, you know, there's a few places around D.C. where you're not allowed to fly and that kind of stuff. But and there are some crazy angles on some roofs I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Super steep stuff. Dicey. It's just not safe to climb on. And the drone is a really good tool for for that kind of stuff. I'm presuming like landscaping comes into play there. I mean, if there's if it's holding retaining water near a foundation or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we look at, you know, certainly um, anything with drainage. Uh, if you're if the yard slopes back towards the home really strongly with, you know, we'd be concerned about water coming back towards the foundation. Uh, where's that water going? Is it causing a problem? All those kinds of things are are, are important. And then as we Move it to the inside of the house. We go through, test all the mechanical systems, run run all your plumbing fixtures, check all the electrical items, the lighting, the electric panel. Typically, uh, as part of my process, I'm going to load up the electric panel uh, with several large appliances and check it with thermal imaging and, and make sure it's not overheating. Or oh, okay. So you're, gonna, you're turning the oven on and yeah, the, yeah, running, uh, all that stuff. running the hot yeah, water. Yeah, and the, yeah, the AC and any, any of your large like appliances like the clothes dryer, any of those big 240-volt uh, uh, electrical appliances we run, you want to get about – 80% of the load on the panel to um, to see uh, if you're getting any overheating, any any individual breaker issues, right. uh, that kind of thing. 
Well, that's cool. And then, so you, I mean, you're you're looking into appliances, whether they're working, whether the plumbing, I'm assuming, and toilets are flushing, the the faucets aren't leaking, and the the roofs not leaking down. Yeah, right all that stuff. And so, like, like you know, uh, having these big storms like we had last night. That, that's you want your home inspection the day after that's the it. big storm, right? You know, so <laughs> uh, so we had a ton of rain last night. Uh, the home inspections I did today were uh, really went really good didn't have any roof leaks but that's really the best day to get one if you can uh is like right after it rains because that's the best opportunity to see any roof leaks uh anything like that well i know the water is the is is crazy because you can never figure out where it really comes from <laughs> i mean i find it's like you know it's like okay there's a leak way over there yet it's manifesting itself <laughs> sometimes yeah sometimes it'll travel along a pipe and drip somewhere else um so the uh i try to trace it back and try to find the source because i uh that's usually helpful information. The thermal imaging, we can see stuff through temperature changes in the materials. So if um, let's say you've got a shower that's leaking up uh, on the second floor, you might not actually see stains on the ceiling yet. But the thermal imaging can see where the water drips on the drywall. And there's a, something called the evaporating cooling effect of water. So when that water drips down on the drywall... As it evaporates, it cools the temperature of the drywall, and you see the outline with the infrared. of a cold spot. Yeah, of a cold spot. So, well, that's pretty. Uh, so it's pretty. It's pretty neat to be able to do that. The thermal imaging is one of my favorite tools, and uh, one of my favorite uh, fun things to kind of look around everywhere with. And and I found all different kinds of crazy. I was say, stuff sort of like finding the ghosts in the house. It's kind of yeah, yeah. It was every once in a while I'll go in a house where people have like a bunch of dolls set up in a room. I was checking with thermal imaging, make sure none of them were live. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's funny. And imagine that your bread and butter, the the primary work that you do is working with, as you said, with realtors and new to some people homes. Yeah, so it's primarily people that are purchasing a home. Um, that's a majority of our business. Um, the some some percentage of sellers will will get a home inspection prior to listing their home, uh, and they will uh, maybe want to get a heads up about any big problems before they list the home so they can get them addressed. Um, so I have a few agents that do things that way. It's it's rare here. Um, because there are disclosure rules here, but um, I have a handful of agents that do things that way, which I think is a good idea because it it avoids a lot of big surprises that become negotiation problems uh, down the road. Sure, I I remember I sold a house up in Pennsylvania, and it was it turned into uh, it was a fairly new house, and there was just some crazy issues that they you know I was like oh gosh, so we ended up needing to uh, you know figure it all out before and negotiate it all out there. But now your website is uh, broadneckhomeinspection.com, and I did notice that you you have a specialty of historic homes too, which I imagine is an entirely different animal. Yeah, it is. So uh, living in this area and around Annapolis and dealing with some of the older historic properties, some of which date back to the 16 and 1700s. Um, uh, previously as a contractor, I, I've done work on those types of buildings, and so – when you're dealing with those kinds of things, you're dealing with construction techniques and materials that you wouldn't see today. Um, some things like chimneys down in Eastport that have uh, oyster shell okay. uh, uh, mortar bases. Knob and um, tube wiring. Knob, a lot of knob and tube <laughs> wiring. Um, a lot of um, uh, different framing techniques that you wouldn't see today, but um, are uh, things that 
that were done back then. Um, so I have some ex- experience doing uh, quite a few of the historic properties, uh, nationally registered properties that are local to the area and uh, worked on them as a contractor, inspected several of them. Um, so, And I've done other properties in other historic areas uh, around the state too. Very cool. Again, when looking at your website, and again, that's broadneckhomeinspection.com, uh, you do the home inspections and you've kind of gone over what what that is. And I mean, that's the bread and butter, if you will. But I mean, you do sewer inspections or I guess um, uh, septic. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I mean, you go beyond that. Yeah, we do a whole list of things. I, I try to be like a one-stop shop for uh, buyers and realtors who don't want to have to coordinate five or six different people to get everything they want inspected done. I try to just do it all. Uh, so we offer a wide range of services. Um, we do thermal imaging. We do chimney inspections. We do uh, water quality testing, sewer line scopes, septic inspections. Um, so this is some of the stuff that's – I mean initially when you first started, you said you do the non-invasive, I think was the term you used, inspections. Yeah. Now this jumps into the invasive. Some of it of- does, yeah. So so the home inspection is, is a visual non-invasive. It means you're not cutting holes in drywall. Right. You're not pulling things apart. You're not. Uh, you may open an access panel or take a cover off an HVAC unit, but you're not destroying anything, right? Right. Um, so you have to be careful with that because when you're doing the home inspection, the sale hasn't gone through. The you know, right? It's and still, it's, I'm sure you know it's easy mean? for somebody to say, "Oh, well, he- oh, you damaged this or whatever." You know what I mean? And so, and sometimes that stuff happens. You know, you accidentally step on a piece of drywall while you're walking through the attic or something like that. Um, you try to be careful, but you know, for the most part, I, we don't have any problems with that. But the, some of the more invasive things are sewer line scopes, where you're sending a camera through things. Um, a chimney, same thing with a chimney inspection. I, we send a camera up inside there, and um, it has a 300. 60 degree rotational view and well, I know the sewer line probably is I would think that would be pretty critical to uh you know a homeowner that's existing or or selling just because I know that you're responsible generally up until a certain point out where the government takes over from you. Yeah, you're responsible to what they call the street connection in, in most cases. Um so um the sewer line scope I think is a really valuable tool starting to be a more and more common service. Uh, because people uh, have gotten the price tag on what it costs to fix that stuff. Exactly. Right? So, you know, like, um, you know, for example, a sewer line scope costs 450 but a sewer line repair is probably like eight to 10 grand, right? So, you know, depending on how deep it is, uh, what's involved with the repair. So uh, when you look at it like that, you know, and sometimes it's just having the peace of mind that everything's fine. That it's clear. Yeah, sure. right. Yeah. Well, so. Car insurance. That's everything. Yeah, exactly. It's everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's a good thing uh, that you have it there. Yeah. Well, in your experience, what is the critical? What are the critical inspections that you need? Obviously, the the home inspection, the non invasive is. But are there other ones that you feel like that? I mean, you mentioned the sewer line. You seem to be pretty hot on that. I mean, yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a you know it's a risk versus reward kind of thing, right? And it it all depends on. What, what what type of property you're dealing with, what you can negotiate, uh, which is often determined by the market. Um, so some people might be concerned about a chimney inspection, right? So a chimney inspection is something that's relatively inexpensive, but 
if you have a wood burning chimney that has a lot of damage on the inside of it, you know, you could be looking at like three to five grand in repairs to have that fixed and be safe for. Well, uh, at least it's nice to know going in that that's, you know, if I'm going to save a couple hundred bucks a week or whatever it may be to turn around and say, okay, well, yeah, I know I've got this chimney that's going to need fixing within. Yeah. X period of time or yeah. something. Yeah. And sometimes people are budgeting for that kind of stuff. And, uh, and then we offer package deals. So if you want to buy a whole bunch of those services, you can buy them in, in, in a package right. deal. Uh, and that saves people money. And, um, so a lot of people just go that route. Right. How much time do you spend doing a, a typical home? And I know there's no typical one because. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, like today I did, um, uh, two home inspections, a water quality test and a sewer line scope. Um, so the first home inspection was a smaller, um, going to be a purchase for a previous client of mine to be a rental. It was over in, uh, Montgomery County. That one was about an hour and a half cause it was a smaller, like, um, it's kind of like a half of a townhouse. Basically. Okay. Like That's, mansions probably could be three hours. Yeah. Some of the, I mean, so like I did one in Potomac, uh, a couple months ago that was 12,000 square feet. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, uh, and that, you know, that'd be 10 of my home. <laughs> so, but they did, they did a lot of different things. They did, they did, um, uh, a whole package deal. Plus the, the house had two septic systems, one for the pool house, one for, you know, it's, of that, course. Yeah. Right. You know, um, that one, that one was like a two, two full days kind of thing. Yeah. You that, know I mean? that, would, so, that would make sense. Uh, but most, most houses are like, like the, I did a split four year in Cape Sinclair this afternoon that, um, that's typically two to two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I tend to be very reactive. Okay. My house is going along fine until it's not. And then I've got the, Oh shit moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I mean, is there is there an argument to be made that after X years or whatever that I should probably just get like a, I mean, I go to the doctor once a year to get you get know check sort of up, checked right? out. Yeah, sure. Um so yeah, if you're thinking along the same lines with a home, um what I would say is it would depend on how proactive you are with your maintenance, right? So if you're somebody that keeps up with your maintenance on a regular basis, I would say you're in the 1% of people. <laughs> uh, so uh, that- Change that, those air filters. Right, right exactly. <laughs> but, uh, and it would depend. Um, the ones I see where we have big problems that are expensive, that cause a lot of damage and cost a lot of money are crawl spaces where you have moisture problems, you have mold, you have, uh, I mean, I literally have had- several houses over the last year where so much moisture damage in the crawl space, you can go in there and stick your finger through the floor joist. Um, so, but that's a place people just don't go. So, um, if you have a, a finished basement that you're in fairly frequently, you still want to watch out for water issues, but, um, the houses I see like big major problems are crawl spaces, uh, especially around here or close to the water, uh, areas of Southern Anne Arundel County where the water table is really high, um, where you're going to have those kinds of issues over on the Eastern shore, like Kent Island, that area. Um, but in general, if, if, if you're a person that does regular maintenance, um, you know, it would depend on how comfortable you are climbing all over your house and doing what I do. If you don't do that, I would say it's a good idea to get one done every so often and, and just kind of see where things are. Well, I imagine too is uh, as we all get older, you know, you're not able to do things. If, and I mean, more people are sitting there aging in place and yeah. and everything else. So I imagine that it probably makes sense as you get to the point and say, okay, well, hey, no, I can't, you know, replace the sump pump like I might have done 30 years ago. So let's just get it checked out. Yeah, and and so um, 
by the time you, you know, if you pay a plumber to come over to your house and do a service call, you're going to spend 300 bucks, right? Um, before, you, before you even get into the problem. Before, right, right. And so uh, when you look at that compared to the cost of my average home inspection is 600 bucks. So, and I'm checking the entire house Everything. and all, you know, all the major components. Um, and so when you compare those two things, it's, it's not that, not that big of an expense to have somebody come in there. Uh, if you're aging in place and you're concerned about maintenance, if you're planning a big renovation and you want to figure out how to prioritize repairs and, and that kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, I mean, to me, it makes all the sense in the world in that you're, you know, when something breaks, then it's an emergency call. And, you know, we, you know, there's there's a, a premium to have somebody come out and fix yeah. that on Thanksgiving. Right. right <laughs> you know, whatever exactly. whatever it yeah, may be, right. as opposed to where you can give me things, say, OK, well, hey, you know, we need to buy a new toilet for, you know, a couple hundred bucks and put it in here and we'll you know, hire a plumber to come in and do it. They're still doing it, but they're doing it on their time and it's not a, not critical. Yeah. And you certainly do get better pricing if you can plan ahead on that kind of stuff where you're not getting, like you said, like on Thanksgiving, you're like getting the plumber to come out oh, and, sure. and pay, you're going to pay a premium at that point. But if you can plan a little bit ahead, you know, your, you know, your air conditioner is 20 years old and it's getting close to, to be, you know, end of life expectancy. Um, if you plan ahead and, and can plan to replace it in those downtimes for, for the HVAC contractors, you're going to get a better price. Yeah. Right. So, uh, there is some advantage to doing it that way. And sometimes I find things that are small leaks that might be a month from now are a big leak. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? In terms of plumbing issues, that kind of stuff. And certainly with like the crawl space issues where where you can have really lots of moisture damage and that kind of stuff. That makes sense. Well, I tell you, I know during the pandemic that, I mean, housing prices went through the roof and uh, some of the deals I heard that realtors were making, it was like, okay, well, I promised to send them Christmas gifts every year for the next 30 years. (laughs) But one of the big things was that everyone was saying, well, yeah, no, I'm not accepting any offers that require a home inspection. Yeah. And uh, which, you know, obviously sucks for you. (laughs) But I imagine those folks that did that are probably starting to see some repercussions at this point. So that's kind of what I was just talking about. So the the most recent house that I had, the big crawl space issue, previous client of mine, uh, I had done a a roof inspection for them for another property they had lived in and they had a bunch of leaks with the roof. Um, They ended up having to – this is just recently, like within the last year – they they had uh they bought a house in South County. The house had twenty three offers on it. Um, so when you get into certain price ranges, the more like what I would call like the middle class price price range here, it, there's a much smaller inventory in that certain price ranges. So the one house in that might get twenty five offers. There's always the pressure to be the most competitive offer, and the most competitive offer usually means. Uh, nixing the home inspection, um, I can tell you that guy's not real happy right now because what he they actually paid me to come do an inspection after they bought the house, and you know then he has no no bargaining chips, right? And so he's eating the cost of a pretty significant crawl space repair where there's uh I mean the floor joists in that crawl space were were black in color and you could stick your finger through them. Oh gosh. So, uh, you know, it's in the, the first floor of the house is really wavy from the moisture damage. And so 
you can open yourself up to some pretty big costs and not even realize it. For sure. When I, when I was hearing that, I was like, are you really? That's just. And it's still going on. I mean, that's it, it started during COVID when, when the market went crazy and the interest rates were so low. The interest rates are higher now, but the the risk is still there and the inventory is still low. And as long as the inventory is still low, that, that that's going to be a bargaining chip. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm fortunate. I'm still very busy. I still do a lot of home inspections every week and um, I'm cross my fingers. I'm doing better than most guys, but there are definitely other places in the country. I talked to other home inspectors on our national forum and stuff like that, where they're really hurting because this is a pretty insulated market here around Annapolis. Sure. You know, you got a lot of government employees and, um, there's, there's wealth. Know, there, yeah, there's, yeah. there's money here. Right. So, um, you know, it's less likely, you know, to be a slower market here, but now if you're buying a house and knowing what you know, what do you see that would make you just turn around and nope right out of that deal and walk right out? What? So the, um, again, back to the, I would say the crawl space issues are the ones that become really complicated because, uh, the ones that I see that are really bad, that have lots of moisture damage, lots of mold, um, they tend to sort of sag like a bowl in the middle. But the crawl space there, that really affects the, the structural integrity of, of the building. And it also affects your health. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the, the ones that I see that have long-term moisture issues that haven't been dealt with properly. Um, they tend to sort of cave in towards the middle, like a bowl. Um, and you'll see that what we call a stack effect where it starts to affect the, the floor above and the whole thing will start to settle. So, one of the things that I also do is I work with a, a structural engineering group called ASA Engineering, and I do field measurements for them. And I go out and do the site visit part for the for the uh, structural engineer, and then they they take all the data and measurements that I collect, and they they uh, write a structural opinion based on that. And so I've been doing that for the last year or so as one of our additional services, it's, it's a really nice thing because if you're dealing with a real estate transaction, you're often under a strict timeline. So right. having a home inspector come in and say, Hey, you need to call a structural engineer. You got to get a, find another time to get an appointment with an instructional engineer. You got to delay the whole thing. Sometimes adds like two weeks to the timeline, right? Versus if I go out there, I can, if I find a structural problem, I can do all the site the measurements. measurements there I can and do all else, that and they stuff throw it right into then their... and there. I send it to the engineer. He's got a stamped letter out in two days. Oh, that's awesome. So it's, that's a really nice thing that we, we've been able to add. And I, uh, I work with um, Greg Kemp. He's a structural engineer in, in Montgomery County. He runs that um, ASA engineering group. And uh, he and I have been working together and he, he trained me to do what he does on his site visits and uh, we've been working together. It's been, been great. That's good when you trust each other and stuff like that. Well, you've mentioned Montgomery County and Potomac and everything else. What is, what is your service area? So I do a pretty wide range. So I'm based here in Annapolis. Uh, I will do anything that's within about an hour and 15 minute drive. So um, I do Montgomery County. I have quite a few agents I work with in Montgomery County. I do DC, most of central Maryland. I will go about west to about Frederick, uh, I go north up into Baltimore County, and then I go uh, east over about to St. Michael's. Okay. Are home warranties worth it? I, I would say it would depend on which one you get. There are certain ones that I, I have, people have had success with. Um, they're relatively inexpensive. I think if you're dealing with certain things that are appliance-related, they're relatively easy. Like your dryer goes up. You can relatively easily get a new dryer. I think they're very limited in their scope, right, in terms of what 
what they cover, right? So I, I they don't hurt, um, and a lot of I know a lot of realtors will include them uh, or sometimes buy them for their right. clients, right? Or recommend that they buy one. But in my experience, I don't I don't get involved with that too much. But I, I do get I do hear things from my clients about what works and what doesn't. I think it's sort of like uh, any insurance. I mean, I, I, you know, my my position is that the insurance companies are in business to try to find the way to decline your claim. Is yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I think whatever. there's some truth to that, right? So I think they try to limit it as much as possible. Like I said, it's like some of the things are more simple than others. Like the appliance issues tend to be okay, but when you get into bigger items like your entire AC system sure. or something like that, or and then like. A lot of well, it, you know, we were talking about the sewer line scopes. A lot of um, a lot of the home warranty things will you can add a rider for the sewer line scope. So, I said, you know, that's one I would definitely add. Um, if if I were to buy a home warranty, you can add the rider for the sewer line too, uh, and it's relatively inexpensive. It only costs like twenty five or fifty dollars more. No, oh, that's awesome. So, and that could be like a ten thousand dollar problem. So. True. That's awesome. well, I imagine technology is probably really. Hu- Helped you out between the drones and everything else. So I yeah, imagine it's yeah. uh, fairly easy to do. How quickly is like the, I mean, when you do an inspection, I mean, as you talked about timelines and stuff like that, you, how quickly is the turnaround time? I mean, okay, we've got a couple hours on the inspection itself. and Yeah. So like, for example, t- uh, most of the time the reports can be out within 24 hours. Uh Today, the inspection I did this morning is already out and to the client from the morning one before oh. I came to see you. I already had that. So one of the things is really cool is I do it all on an iPad. So um, so as I'm going through the inspection, uh, I'm going through taking pictures, making notes, um, uh, probably about 70% of the comments that I use in my reports are are pre-written. So, sure. that, so that like, well, it's just problems you see time and time again. Yeah, similar problems, and I might change the, the wording in them slightly, but ninety percent of it's re- pre-written uh, most of the time, and then the other thirty percent or so is something that's custom to that property. Um, so that saves me a lot of time because I can. With my software, I can put a few keywords in, find the right comment, plug it in, make any adjustments that I need to. But that I can do that right in the field as I'm doing the inspection. That's awesome. So that it just saves me a ton of time. Uh, it the software is great because it produces a, a nice clean report with lots of pictures, and um, so it, mine's pretty. And we all like books with pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and people, you know, it it it, it saves a lot of. Um, Questions afterwards when when I can put a picture with what I'm talking about. A lot of a lot of home inspectors try to keep their reports really super short and they don't want to include a lot of pictures. But I, I'm the opposite. I say, well, I agree. Show. If you sit there and tell me, say, oh yeah, the 240 line coming into the panel looks like it needs to be replaced. Like, okay, well, which what, one are you talking what, about? What, what, right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, here's yeah, the picture yeah, of it. It's yeah, right yeah. here. Right, exactly. That so yeah, so I just try to. Make it um, as easy as possible for people because here's what happens with that report. It doesn't just go to the buyer. It goes to the seller and then to a bunch of contractors that, that need to fix things. And so that report goes to a lot of different people. If you can uh, make it clear and explain it as best you can in the initial report, it just – Contractors probably love you. It just it just makes it life easy for everybody. They go right there and go so, right to the source yeah, and take yeah. care of it there. Ryan Schmidt, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I'll let you get back to your car and uh, get another report out. But in the meantime, broadneckhomeinspection.com, and we'll have links in the show notes. For crying out loud, get a home inspection. I mean, it's it's yeah. going to be a peace of mind. Absolutely, absolutely. And, even, and like I said, even if you have to do it after, you, you know, if you have to be competitive to get, to get the house, it, it's not a bad idea to do one afterwards so you know what you're dealing with. 
Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.